Welcome, everyone. Is any questions from anyone before we begin? Hope you've uh, been studying on Sunday mornings, catching up so you don't lose completely that thought flow. So I'm going to just uh, sum up what we've learned so far. We're on chapter 20 and we're going to, the topic we're going to cover today is process of negation and assertion. But before we do that, just a quick recap get everyone on the same page. So we're trying to understand what this unknown God is, whom we call Brahman, whatever name we give. Now what we're studying now is probably the highest philosophy you're going to learn relating to who or what God is. There isn't any higher philosophy than this that comes close to understanding what God is. God is a very subtle concept. You need to think, contemplate. You need to put in effort to get some understanding of what God is. It's not easy to do, it's quite difficult to do so. So another way of understanding God Brahman is through its manifestations, its expressions. Remember we covered in the last class. Its power. The power in you that makes you function. The power in what makes the sunrise in the morning, the sunset in the evening. The power that makes these, the birds sing, the fishes swim, the flowers to bloom creates oxygen to breathe, water that sustains life. Without this power, we are nothing. There is nothing. So if we think about the manifestations, it's easier for us to think of God through its manifestations. But Brahman is one single mass of reality but many expressions, just like electricity is one, has many expressions through its gadgets. Does that make sense? But the ignorant people, people lack of knowledge, when you use the word term ignorant in philosophy, we mean a person without knowledge. It doesn't mean anything rude. It means someone without knowledge. This person is an ignorant person. They don't understand this. They don't understand how God Brahman functions. They attach themselves to the manifestations, the expressions of God, and then they suffer. 
There is only one reality, one God. But we set up all these different factions, different religions. We divide ourselves, attach ourselves to these religions, which we have created. And then we suffer from the consequences. So through knowledge, understanding, we remove that ignorance. We understand these are the manifestations, but there's only one God. With knowledge, we rise above these attachments to religions. We understand the truth, relate to that one Brahman. This is our goal in life. Everyone clear on that, Ramesh? Free yourself. You have to free yourself from these attachments. See, even to get to this level of understanding creates peace in your life. If you understand what we've just said in the last five minutes, it creates peace in your life. How? Why does it create peace? Anyone? He's doing that down How does it create peace? Understanding this, what we've just covered. Rising from its manifestations. Any idea, Nilam, any idea? Um, well, your focus goes from being at the effect of everyone else and everything outside onto something higher. When we, as we said, we create these attachments to all these manifestations, all these different gods, for example, all these different religions, we divide ourselves, make ourselves different from other people, and then we clash. When there's only one God. My God, your God. This is how you pray. No, that's how you pray. All these fights, all, it's all over this, little things. This is my temple, this is your temple. It's unnecessary. We have to rise above that. Once you rise above that, all the agitations are gone. You're clear, focus. There's one God, that's it. You come out of your spiritual ignorance and you start to grow spiritually. There's a clear path for development. So, all you need is a little bit of clarity, a bit of understanding. The world and everything in it comes from the self within. The world has no reality of its own. It's merely a reflection of Brahman. No value. The world has no value. But we give it the value. Things and beings, objects, we give it that value. But there's no value inherently. Don't get involved in actions, emotions and perceptions. Live life objectively as a sakshi, a witness. Like you're watching a play, a movie. Things are happening, let it happen. 
people are behaving in a certain way, let them behave. It's nothing to do with you. You know now, everyone acts based on their vasanas, their likes and dislikes. You can't change that. Let them be. Don't get involved. We give it a value, the world, and we get involved in it. Whose fault is it? Our own. Why? Lack of knowledge. Only knowledge will free you. That's what we've covered so far as a synopsis without going into detail. Is that okay? Deepak, does that make sense? That's the whole picture of what we've covered so far. Don't worry too much if it, you don't understand some of it. Even if you understand a little bit of it is really good. Any questions? Does anyone need any clarifications? Okay. No. Yeah, so, sorry. Yeah, into the mic. So, right now we would say we have knowledge of Brahman. Mm -hmm. We're not in ignorance. Yeah. And relatively, we, we can say that we, in relative terms, we understand about detachment, we understand about cause and effect, we understand about being involved and affected mm -hmm. alongside with the knowledge. But on a daily basis, in, in the midst of activity and upset and everything that goes with everyday life, it's so difficult to remember mm -hmm. this knowledge and it's so easy to become ignorant again. Mm -hmm. Why? Why? Anyone who'd like to? Did everyone hear what Sitla asked? Anyone not hear what she asked? Great. Any idea why? Right now, what we've just said, everyone agrees with. Does anyone disagree with what's been said? Okay. So we all agree with that. So she's saying, well, okay. I understand all this, but why do I get involved? Why do I get affected, Dermesh? Your mind takes control and your intellect is weak. Is it because the conditioning is so strong that it's, it's gonna take, if I don't know, that level of time, if not more, to undo that even? And we don't have that constant reminder of this knowledge that we have to keep us on that track unless we remind ourselves. Brilliant. Great answer. Ravi. Um, Shamila was saying, oh, your desires are stronger. So you start. All of you are correct. Anybody else? Mine. Yeah, Kevin. Um, I was just going to say, I think if we if we didn't become ignorant at some point, then we'd be self-realized, right? Absolutely. So we're still trying to get there. The point is that we're not there yet. Absolutely right. All of you are correct. 
Desires attach you to the world, as Hermila said. Meghna said, we need that constant reminder, that king who had that ring, even this shall pass away, was a constant reminder. We need some sort of reminder. This isn't real. This is Maya. This is an illusion. We forget it's an illusion. As Kevil said, if it was 100% we knew, we'd be self-realized. So we all are on the path, different levels. Some of you are at 10%, some of you are at 5%, some of you are at 20 30%. However amount of attachment you have or ignorance you have, that's how much you're attached to the world. How much ever knowledge you gain, remove that ignorance, that much you're developed to understand that this isn't real. This is how the knowledge helps you. It removes your ignorance. There is no reality to this world. It's an illusion. And that is the whole spiritual path. The more you remember, the more you are detached. Okay? So that's why you need everyday morning study. At least that day you, you remember until 12 o'clock. This world is unreal. Then you stop. <laughs> it becomes a different time, you know, tamasic time, rajasic time. So then it slowly dissolves away. That's why they say morning study helps you to remember that at least for a few hours more. It flavors your day. We have to put in so much effort. Our desires are so strong. Our senses are so strong. The world is so attractive. It's a constant battle. And this is the whole development process. Remember last class we gave that example. The king, he had a fair. Whoever, and he hid himself and said, whoever finds me gets the kingdom because he had no kids. He had no one to pass the throne to. Everybody came in looking to, with the intention of looking for the king, but all the side attractions, they got involved. Only one person, young man, found the king. Single focus. This is what I'm here for. That's it. All these side attractions I'm not interested in. So this is where we are. We get involved with all the side attractions. We get forget the focus of what our true purpose is. Is that okay? So, any clarifications? What is your purpose in life? To find the self. Find out who you are. What is my purpose? That quote I quoted you from the equalizer. Was born twice. Yeah. I was watching the event. You've all seen the equalizer, yeah, with Denzel Washington. In the beginning, it quote there's a quote, and it says, "The two most important days of your life is the day you are born, and the day you find out why." You're already born. Now you need to find out why. The day you find out why, that's the second most important day of your life. 
Is that okay? Any clarifications? So today's class, I've already covered this, what I've written. We get involved in the attractions of the world, lose sight of the reality, Brahman. We enjoy the petty things in life, gain temporary happiness, name, fame, power, wealth. These are all temporary. We miss out on the real permanent happiness. We get involved in the reflection and miss out on the true reality. The goal in life is to rise above the perceptions of the world and search for Brahman, the truth. Become one with Brahman. This is our mission, our goal in life. So the question arises, how do you stay detached and not get involved in life? How do you stay detached and not get involved in life? This brings us to today's class of how to do that. Process of negation and assertion. Sittle's question, we're going to answer it, the book's going to answer it today. So, Meghna. Process of negation and assertion. Brahman, the supreme reality, pervades the macrocosm and microcosm. Brahman is right within you. To locate Brahman, you need to go introvert. Seek your supreme self through the process of negation and assertion. Negate your material bodies. Assert your real self. Your present state is one of identification with the gross, subtle and causal bodies. You have restricted your life to the experiences of these bodies and suffer from a self-imposed limitation. You need to liberate yourself from the, your terrestrial entanglement. Your focus of interest must move from the material equipments to your essential self. Negate the conditioning bodies. Assert your unconditioned self. Suggest to yourself powerfully that you are not the gross, but subtle and causal bodies, that you are the immaculate self. How do you do it? Negate and assert. Where is Brahman? Where is Brahman, everyone? Yeah, Benita. Brahman is everywhere. Brahman is everywhere. He is also within us. So what must we do to find Brahman? Yeah, Vanita. To look within you. Look within us. Your body, mind, intellect is also there. But closer to you is the self. We need to become introverted. Don't look outwards, look inwards. We go to temples, mosques, churches to remind us of Brahman, to remind us of God. Because we're so lost in the world, we have to go to these places. When, when we visit these places, just for that moment, we think of God. Because that environment makes you think of God. For some of us. Some of us might just say, nice murti, nice decor, and they leave. 
The Madame, even they go in the temple church, mosque, they don't think of God. But it's an, it's an environment that allows you to, makes it easier for you to think of God. So when we go there, for that moment, you're thinking of God. Because we're so lost in the world, all we're thinking about is perceptions, emotions, and thoughts. Likes and dislikes. Gathering wealth, worldly experiences, that's all we're interested in. You don't have time to think of God. So through the process of negation, assertion, we can locate Brahman. What do we need to negate? What do we need to negate? Yeah, Venita? The conditioning. What the conditioning. Your body, mind, and intellect. I am not this body, mind, intellect. What do you assert? I am the self. This is a way of remembering God all the time. A human being is made of body, mind, intellect, and self. Right now, what we're doing is we're identifying with the body, mind, intellect, and not the self. So we need to assert the self negate the body mind intellect but in order to do that in order to do that we must first understand we are the self until you came across these classes you didn't realize that body mind intellect that's all you were using now you understand you are the self I am not this body, mind, intellect, I am the self. Remember that. However you want to remember it, remember that. Something happens in your life. Something happens to you, you fall down, you hurt yourself. Somebody says something negative to you, you get emotional. Whatever it may be, remember, you are not this body, mind, intellect the self nothing will affect you it is the self in living my eyes that makes me see the world the self in living my ears makes me hear in living my mind makes me feel emotions the self in living my intellect makes me think everything in the world rests in your inner self i am not this limited material body I am the unlimited self, Brahman. These are ways of asserting the self. Your name, Dimple, Nilam, Anita, Bela, Shila. These are just names given to your personality. That isn't who you are. You believe yourself to be this, but you're not. Next life, you will not be this person, you'll be somebody else. The only thing is constant is the self. That's your true personality. So, we must shift our identification from the material body, mind, intellect, and focus on the self. That's how you do it. Easier said than done. We have to take care of the body, but understand it's just a vehicle. 
to carry your personality, this particular personality that you are now, there should be no attachment to this body-mind intellect. It's your body-mind intellect that creates the attachment to the world. It says, you are not the gross, subtle and causal bodies, meaning the physical body, mind intellect and your vastness. You are not that, you are the self. Now, how do you remember that? This is the problem. You understand that? That's it. Your life is made. Nothing will bother you anymore. Any questions? Does everyone understand the statement made? I don't expect you to know straight away and understand and start behaving in that way. It's very difficult. This is the whole development. But does everyone understand what we're saying here? It's the attachment. I am Dharmesh Patel. I am Shashi Patel. It's that attachment. It's hard. It's very hard. Constant battle. But what happens if you're able to do that? The definition of negation is wipe out the void. What's the void? Ignorance. Until now, you probably didn't know you were the self. You look in the mirror and you say, I'm Dimple. Five foot seven. I don't know how tall you are, by the way. <laughs> And that's it, that's all you identify with. I'm a brain surgeon. That's your job. That's your intellect. That's it, that's all you identify with. Now you look in the mirror and say, I'm the self, I'm playing this role of Dimple. I'm playing this role of Ravi. I'm not Ravi Patel, I'm the self. But right now I'm playing this role. Next life, I'll play a different role. So you have to attach to the self, move away from the physical body, mind, intellect, and everything that's associated with it. See, that's why these saints go into the caves in the Himalayas or in the jungle. It's easier to do that. One pair of clothes, Nothing else, no attachments. We can't do that. But we can alleviate a little bit of pain, get more happiness, we've made it. Any questions? I did say this is the highest philosophy again, again. Next paragraph. The ignorance of self is the cause of creation of the is the cause of creation of the world. The variety show that appears before you is a mere passing phenomenon. It is transient, perishable in contrast to the eternal, imperishable Brahman. As you focus your attention upon the body, 
your physical personality arises. You relate to the gross objects of your senses. Just so, focusing upon the mind, your psychological personality shows up. You then relate to feeling and emotion. And when your focus is upon the intellect, your intellectual personality predominates. You identify more with thought and idea. You must rise above the limitations of the body, mind and intellect and attune yourself to the underlying self that enlivens them all. Concentrate, meditate upon your real self. The show of object, emotion and thought holds back. You become established in the self. You merge with the self, Atman, Brahman. They think the ignorance of the self has created the world that we see. The world is perishable, it's not real. Only the self what enlivens the world is real. Anything that changes is not real. The world is not the same as what it was yesterday. It's different today. It's not what it was last year. We've had COVID now. The world has changed. How quickly did it change? It's not real. So our focus is on the unreal. We're all focusing on the world. Physically, emotionally, intellectually. And we're focusing on the real, unreal, and all the worries and anxieties of life manifest. Everything that is bothering you is due to lack of knowledge of the reality. I'll give you an example. When you see us, this example we've given many times, that's why I'm giving this example. When you see a snake in the back garden, six foot long, six inches thick, black in color, all the phobia, worries, and anxieties that go with that, you have to deal with. You can't sleep. You're worried. What if the snake comes in the house? You're scared to go outside. They're constantly agitated about the snake. The minute you realize the truth that is actually a rope, what happens? What happens? You're at peace. Why are you at peace? You've got the knowledge, you know what you're looking at, you know how to deal with it. It's nothing but a rope. And you're not scared of a rope, are you? It's all gone. All the agitations are gone. You're sleeping well at night, nothing bothers you. You go in the garden and play, even with the rope, you pick up the rope and start playing with the rope. When our focus shifts from the unreal world to the real Brahman, the reality, all worries and anxieties, everything that bothered you disappears. You're happy, peaceful. He said that, she said this, doesn't bother you. It's raining constantly, doesn't bother you. Nothing bothers you. It's all unreal. All your worries and anxieties. We become established in the self. We become one with the self. Remember, there is no world. There is only Brahman. Any questions? We create the world. 
We identify with the world, we get attached to the world, and we suffer, all because of our own ignorance. If you are agitated in any way, the only person you have to blame is yourself, nobody else. Remember that. Any questions? Okay, thank you. Do away with your infatuation to this phenomenal world. Shift your concentration upon the self, the Supreme God. You have cast away a treasure and picked up trash. God resides in you. Realize yourself. You will then realize there exists nothing other than God. That is the stern reality. Prophet Muhammad declares, La illaha illallah. There exists nothing but God. So do Christ, Krishna, and the rest of that galaxy. Vedanta roars with this truth. You innocently put more faith in the outward phenomenon than the reality that supports it. You make the world more real than God. You have hypnotized yourself to believe in the reality of the world. Your involvement in the world has caused only suffering and sorrow. You must now direct your energy and strength to the self within. Get to the eternities, the Supreme God. Feel that, live that. Get lost in God as a cube of sugar and water. You will attain spiritual enlightenment, absolute peace and bliss. That's all you have to do. How to do it. See, as I said, we create this world and we get involved. Everything that happens to us because of that. If I ask all of you right now, are you happy? Not one of you will be able to say, I'm completely happy. You'll say, yes, I'm happy, but only if my health was better. My bank balance was greater. My daughter gets married or I can buy a bigger house or change my car or it will all come with something. I'm happy, but. So you have to understand and you have to accept this will never change. It will never change. And even on your deathbed, it won't change. Why? Why won't it change? Any idea? Yeah, Kevo? Desires. Desires? Yeah, absolutely. You're propelled by desires. What else? Yeah, Ruby? Attachments. Attachments. Yeah. But under concept of what we're talking about. Vanita? Nothing will change because that is the ultimate truth of it all. Absolutely. The world itself is limited. Unreal. 
and we're all completely involved in the world, attached, involved in the reality. All this we're attached to is unreal. How can it fulfill and give you that happiness? You're trying to get happiness with your body, mind, intellect by fulfilling desires. Desires are never ending. The world is limited. Cause and effect is happening all the time. How? It's an impossible task. You will never be fulfilled. And you're kidding yourself if you feel that if I attain this, if I get this job, I become prime minister. Boris Johnson, do you think he's happy? <laughs> if I do this, if I do that, if I become this, if I become that, I'll be happy. You're fooling yourself. It's never going to happen. Only way you can gain true peace and happiness is getting attached in the reality that is a self. Because that's who you are. You're fooling yourself. That's what all these past spiritual masters have said. There's only one God. You must understand this message. Focus our life. Attain the reality. To find that inner self. That's the only way you'll find peace. See, the, you see all these saints. You, you read the life of these saints. What do they have? Do they live in a palace? In fact, uh, Lord Buddha had a palace. And he's a prince and he gave it up because he realized that that's not the truth. And he left with nothing. Why? Why would he do that? Because he understood the truth, this truth that we're talking about now. That there is no happiness in objects and beings. And that's why he left. We all have a picture of Buddha in our house or a statue. But we have to be, we have to practice what he preached. We're doing the opposite. We have the we have the murti there, we have the object, um, the um, idol there. It looks lovely. But we have to practice what the Buddha preached. So Brahman is everywhere, as we said, but we don't recognize Brahman. So how do we recognize Brahman? So there's an example here. Example given is of how butter is extracted from milk. Where does butter come from? What is butter made of? Milk. I give you a pint of milk. Can you see butter in the milk? But it comes from milk, doesn't it? So would it be wrong to say this milk contains butter? You ask your child, like, this is butter. And they'll say, what are you talking about? This is milk. They can't understand it. Butter is completely different. Butter is solid. Milk is a liquid. How can butter be in milk? Same way, this world. Is Brahman. We're going to find out how. So this is how you 
how Brahman exists in the world. And this is what we need to do in order to find Brahman. Meghna. The metaphor of butter permeating milk explains the imminent nature of Brahman. Brahman exists everywhere, permeates every part of the world, yet remains incognizable. As butter in milk, butter exists in milk, though not seen directly. The process of extracting butter from milk is strikingly similar to drawing the knowledge of Brahman from the world. Mix a bit of yogurt with lukewarm milk. Leave the mixture overnight. Next morning, the milk turns into yogurt. Milk is thin, fluid. Yogurt is thick, firm. Churn the yogurt with a cross ladle. Butter separates. Apply the same process to yourself. The mind is ever in a fluid state. It runs in all directions. Give yourself a little Vedantic knowledge. Allow yourself some time to react with the philosophy. The mind stabilizes, turns mature. Churn the mind by negating the outer phenomena and asserting the inner self. Thus reflecting and meditating upon the self, you gain the knowledge of self. Tells you exactly how to do it. They know we need all the help we can. Brahman is everywhere in the world, but we can't recognize Brahman. We can't see Brahman. So he gives us this example, the process of butter from milk. In the same way, what he's saying is study this knowledge, a bit of knowledge, Vedantic knowledge in the morning. Just like you add a little bit of yo uh, yogurt in milk, leave it overnight. Similarly, you have a bit of knowledge. Next morning, the milk turns into yogurt. Milk is thin and fluid. Yogurt is thick and firm. Similarly, a mind is everywhere, jumps to everything. It's unstable. A little bit of knowledge, reflect on that, preferably in the morning. Let it penetrate your mind and intellect. Then the monkey mind, which jumps everywhere, becomes more stable. Your intellect is able to keep it more in control. Then churn the mind like the yogurt by negating the world and asserting the self. Saying to yourself, I'm not this body, mind, intellect, I'm the self. Brahman is all pervading. This world and everything in it is Brahman. The mind, the intellect becomes strong. The mind becomes solid. You understand Brahman is all pervading. This world, everything in it is Brahman. Meditate on the self. Gain more knowledge. Repeat the process. As you gain more and more knowledge, it turns to wisdom. You establish yourself in the self. So a little bit of knowledge solidifies, makes the intellect stronger, solidifies the mind. 
be able to then focus on this. A little bit more knowledge, a bit more wisdom. Slowly, slowly, eventually you establish yourself in the self. You see the self everywhere, in everything. You become the self, Brahman. It's like this example I gave you in class, when we used to have class, you put a finger in front of you. You can either focus on the finger. If you focus on the finger, the world dissolves. The background dissolves. You can't see anything else. If you focus on the world, the finger disappears. It's out of focus. See, you all try it. You put a finger in front of you. You have a choice of focusing on the finger. If you focus on the finger, the background is obscure. You focus on the background, the finger's obscure. Right now, we're all focusing in on the background, the world. With this knowledge, you start focusing on the finger, the self. Slowly, the background starts dissolving. You understand, you become the self, you become one with that. This is the process. We're going to stop there because it takes all, we can only take small segments of this knowledge. It's too much to handle. In the ashram, we may have three hours just to cover that bit. And then there's loads of questions, loads of Q&A uh, with Swamiji and all sorts just to understand these paragraphs. Because it's hard. It's not hard to understand, but it's hard to practice. It's hard to absorb it. Any questions? To understand what we what the process is now. So much you understand what the process is. See, this knowledge helps you, takes you, holds your hand like a little child and takes you to the destination if you allow it to. You just have to let it do its job. Ravi. I just wanted to share, like when you were speaking earlier about obviously realizing that you're actually acting, you know, you're effectively acting in this world. And once you realize that um, you fulfill your obligations, you increase your knowledge in that. But in a practical sense, what I found was I've, I've used that sort of um, experience and the knowledge to sort of gain young know, people for confidence in that. So um, I just wanted to sort of give an example of how I've used it practically with the knowledge and so forth. Because when I didn't used to have confidence when you're going into certain client meetings and that, and I've sort of used now before I go in, I sort of prep myself to say, I'm now going to put my acting face on, you know, my new sort of face and so forth. And when I use that, it makes, you know, it's, it's seamless. You know, you just go in there, you use, and you come out because you know that that's not going to affect you, whatever the conclusion is, but it doesn't affect you as long as you do what you're meant to do and you act as you should do in that situation, then you come back again because you know you're your true self outside of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Raises your confidence. You're not affected. You're not, uh, the ego is reduced. I don't care what anyone thinks. I've done my best. I'm going to go in the meeting and do my best. 
after that, it doesn't matter. If you haven't done your best, then it'll agitate you. Good example. Any anybody else would like to say anything? So as this knowledge removes your ignorance, you become more stable, your mind becomes more stable. You have a clear path in front of you. This is where I need to get to in my life. You find your purpose in life. Your goal in life. That's it. Then you just go in that direction. However slowly or fast you can. Fulfill that purpose. That's it. Life is simple. We make it complicated. Simplify it. Don't get involved in the world. As Ravi said, you're an actor on the stage. This whole world, everything in it is just a big stage and you're acting. Don't get involved, don't, don't be affected by it. Whatever it is. Lost my job, okay, I'll find another one. I've just been diagnosed with cancer. Next life might be better. That's how objective you need to be. And the more objective you are, the less affected you are. That shows your spiritual development. If you're affected by every little thing, that shows your spiritual development. And how quickly you can rise above it. Failed my exam. You know what? I didn't put enough effort in. Next time I'll put extra effort in. It's my fault why I failed. Think about it. Okay, any other questions? Okay, so hopefully a few more classes and we'll finish this book. And it gets deeper, I'm afraid. So you need to read and study it more and more for your own person, for your own benefit. And I've already started prepping for the Bhagavad Gita, so that'll be next. Okay, great. Right. Enjoy your Sunday.